This is Sunday Rewind on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to Husker Rewind here on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. I'm Mike Melby. That's Jake Bach. Open filling in for Tom Stevens. Tom will be back next week. We just had Bernard Day on the Allo VIP line. Bernard played uh, back in the late 80s for, uh, he played in 85-86 for Mo Iba's last team, which was the first team in Nebraska basketball history to make the NCAA tournament. They lost to, I believe, Western Kentucky in the opening round. And then in 86-87, Danny Nee came in, and Bernard was, I believe, his leading scorer that year. Uh, but great insight from Bernard on on his thoughts on this year's team, I thought. Um, we, we asked him some specifics on some players um, and, and he gave, I thought, a great breakdown of Kese Tomonaga. Uh, you know, he's a guy that is going to have to fight for it. Uh, that enthusiasm that, that Kese plays with, you know, one of, one of the funniest lines I've, of, of, of Coach Hoiberg, um, the, the one kind of big press conference was when he was talking about we had to, you know, we had Kese settle down and not do as much when he got back from overseas because of, you know, just the, that grind of, you know, three different cut rounds of being able to make the Japanese team. Mm-hmm. And then he does make the team. And then he goes through the, the world championships or whatever they were to where they get qualified for the Olympics. And, he, and he, like, that's a grind, man. How'd you spend your off season? Well, I worked harder than I did during the season <laughs> um, or, play, you know, played more. So they, they tapered him back. And then Coach Weberg is like, you know, he, but the, the energy that he brings, I mean, he's yelling at the top of his lungs every day. Half the time, you have no idea what the hell he's saying, but, <laughs> you know, because he's talking in Japanese. But it, that, like, you cannot cap that energy. And, you know, Bernard pointed it out. He's going to have to play with that. He's going to have to, you know, understand that he's, he doesn't have Derek Walker to feed him the ball down yeah. low on those backdoor cuts anymore. I don't know what kind of an offense they run. That became a staple of last year. The one thing that I, I know Coach Coach Hoiberg say, said, and I want to get your thought on this, Bach, um, he said, we run this year, we're going to run a positionless offense, and we will not literally at all, if things are going well, have set plays. The play is, what is that guy doing when you dribble and take a step right or look right? What's his response? That's what you do. That You gauge off of what the defense presents you. Do you think that's sustainable? Or do they need set plays? I think I would like them to have a few more set plays, I suppose, than that, because they they do have some height this year. And I don't know. We would have to see. I mean, they've got a lot of guys that they can interchange. Well, that's the whole thing. You know, he talked about, he goes, if you know, if you want to go gargantuan, well, we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think uh, one of the keys, I don't know that this is the key to get to 18 wins or this is a key to get to 20 wins or postseason, but a guy that. I think is going to give them a ton if he's healthy is Blaze Cada. Mm. They're what about a week away, I think, from that new scan on the ankle. He's been walking around in a walking boot, uh, but getting Blaze Cada healthy to me, I think, is is paramount to really good success. I think they can have success without him. Uh, Matar Diop, the dude, athletically, he's gonna play. Uh, you you can't. <laughs> what was he? You know, coach was talking about the fact he's like, you know, he dunks the ball and he's looking down on the rim. I mean, <laughs> it's, there's there's things you can't teach. He hasn't been playing the game overly long. He doesn't have you know the ton of offensive uh, skill moves patented yet. But from an athletic standpoint, defensively, the guy is just going to create havoc in the lane. Uh, you know, he's going to block shots. He's yeah. going to change shots. He's going to be a, a a force defensively. Um, and <laughs> but then you're like, okay, well then you know who sits. 
You know, you got Kata that hopefully is healthy. But it, think about this. They could go with 6'7", Bryce Williams, 6'8", Eli Rice, 6'11", Blaze Kata. Well, heck, do it this way. Rank Mast at 6'10", Matar Diop 6'10", Blaze Kata at 6'11", and then throw in Eli Rice at 6'8", and Josiah Alec at 6'8". Okay. <laughs> really? Yeah. And, and then turn around and, you know, you have Kese on the floor. Put Kese out there with Sam Hoiberg. So you got six, uh, what's Kese? 6'2". 6'2". 6'2". Yeah. I, I, had, <laughs> I, I, I had dinner at Cohen one night and we actually were sitting next to Kese. Yeah. Uh, he was he was out uh, on a date and um, I don't think he's 6'2". Yeah, I don't think so. No. no. <laughs> but so you listen, throw out, Kese, you know, 6'2", Kese Tomonaga, 6'0", Sam Hoiberg, 6'3", uh, Jamarcus Lawrence, and... I don't know, 6'4", Kale Jacobson. He had a heck of a, mm. a trip over in Spain. Yeah. But in, in C.J. Walter at 6'5", I mean, you can go you can go guard heavy. Yeah. And, and protect the ball. Juwan and Gary throw can heavy. play kind of big well, if you need him. And that's the whole thing. Juwan Gary's 6'6", so he's not in that you know 6'8", 6'10", guy. Yeah. But at the same time, he out-rebounds most people that are 6'10". Yeah. <laughs> because of his freak athletic ability. I mean, this roster makeup, to me, is absolutely crazy. There's 12 guys that realistically could see playing time every single game. I don't know if that's feasible, but at the same time, um, you know, how many times have we sat there and watched Nebraska teams where you have two or three guys that are on the floor, Teron Petaway and Walter Pitchford, you know, James Palmer Jr., they're on the Mm -hmm. floor 38 minutes a game, and we're to game 17 in conference. And, and you need them to be. You and, don't have and, a choice. And yeah, and, yeah. And, and but that game, they're two of seventeen. Yeah. And you're like, what's wrong with? Well, he's played nine million minutes. Is what's wrong with? Yeah. Him. So th- this year, that may not be. Uh, I mean, you may not have a guy that averages thirty minutes a game. Now, your one, your one thing that you do kind of think about is can Kase Tamanaga um, develop? Eric Strickland's talked about this for a while. He thinks what's missing in his game is the kind of the two point guard set. If he's going to play at the next level, so are they going to try to force that? How's that going to work? Because the other thing is, without Aaron Euless, who got into a little bit of trouble at Iowa, yep. um, they still don't have the true point guard on their roster. So that is the kind of one thing you think about. Although, maybe some potential down the bench, you know, with guys we haven't seen, Romel Lloyd or somebody like that, they could get it going. Yeah, Boogie Coleman is supposed to, like, he has point guard abilities. Uh, and, and I think he ran the point at Ball State as well. I know he averaged about 3.4 assists a game. Um, the guy that they're going to hand the ball to, to be the air quote, point guard in a positionless offense is Jamarcus Lawrence. Mm. Uh, great article uh, about him today uh, in the World Herald. And he's a guy that when when you listen to him in interviews uh, and, and see some of his quotes, you genuinely go, that is a guy that gets it. He, he, it, it that it factor, we always talk about it. Well, just getting it like what your position is, what your limitations are, what your capabilities are. If you get it, you're going to be a so much better player. And to me, Jamarcus Lawrence, every time you hear him speak, you're like, he gets it. Yeah, He knows he wasn't good enough to be on the floor early last year. He learned what he needed to do to get on the floor. Now, granted, injuries helped him uh, have the opportunity. And then all he did was learn from the way he played, how he could get better, how in the last four games – uh, double digits every game. I mean, he to me, he gets it. And I want a guy to run my point when when I, when we do have to run a set play. When when the time you know games on the line and whether it's a you know coming out of a timeout or 
whatever, and we need to run a play right now, to me, Jamarcus Lawrence, hey, yeah, I let, let, let him go, man. Yeah. Let's see what he can do. Is he going to bury a three on a step back, or is he going to fake the three and hit KSA wide open coming off of a double screen? I don't know. Yeah. Or is he going to dump it out to uh, uh, dump it down to Blaze, who's then going to fire out to um, 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 Rank Mast, mm. who should have been down low because he's 6'10", but nope, he can shoot three. 37%. Yeah. So, I mean, all the weapons they have, I'm so looking forward to this season. I think it's going to be the most enjoyable Husker Hoops season for Husker Hoops fans in a while. Um, it just got to got to perform. You got to yeah. get it done, though. So, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you brought up Demarcus Lawrence. I think he's got a lot of upside. I thought that last year. Remember, he'd go on like stretches where he'd score like eight in like four possessions, and yep. then you wouldn't hear from him the rest of the game, but he showed that potential as a freshman. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. And, and I'll tell you right now, Mark my words, Eli Rice will be a factor on this team mm. as a true freshman. Young man, I think, led him in scoring over in Spain. Uh, it, man, this roster is stacked. Don't get my hopes up, Melvin. I'm sorry. I'm getting your hopes <laughs> up, man. All right. Jake Bachoven, thank you so much for joining me. Tom Stevens will be back next week. I'm Mike Melby. Everybody have yourselves a great week. Good night.